So you want to start your own business. <laughs> run, run while you can, get some rest, see your family, go on vacation, wear one hat, don't have to worry about payroll tax, have a life. No, seriously, uh, business ownership is is amazing. It's been so fruitful for our life. There are so many reasons why my wife and I decided, which we've covered in other podcasts, is just really wanting to be a good steward of these gifts that we've been given, to love on people at our own at our own pace, at our own desire, to really listen and build community with people. And so those are a lot of the things that kind of set us on this motion of business ownership. Also too, just like being free to kind of make your own schedule, to go after some of the income aspirations that you have and have some control there. But business ownership is crazy. I'll say this, I'll preface this now that I, I wouldn't change anything that I've done so far but just a, war a word of warning <laughs> that if you're wanting to start a business, know that there's an immense amount of joy, but there's also an immense amount of challenging times too. But today I'm gonna walk you through if you are ready or have already ventured into business ownership, maybe you're 20 years in, but you have maybe uh, skipped over some steps and you're just not sure like how to get the ball rolling again. We're gonna cover some things that I think are so valuable, so instrumental and in making sure that you have a healthy business, not only for yourself, but also to connect with people in a really big way. Hey guys, my name is Kenny Morgan and I'm the host of the Relationship Business Podcast. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, here in Chattanooga, it's springtime. So in the South, that means it's 80 degrees one minute, 40 degrees the next minute, raining, sun, you name it. But we're, we're super pumped that it's warming up. Um, lots of activities out here. So we're, we're excited. We also just moved uh, out of our house. So you can imagine like what that's like. I'm sure a lot of you guys resonate with that too. Um, we also have three kiddos. So trying to move and pack with three kiddos, it wasn't especially a new challenge for our family, but we did it. And uh, yeah, we're super excited about what's ahead for our family. But again, hope you guys are well. Um, I love you guys dearly. I love this family that we're building. Love that it centers around relationship and uh, super excited about what we're going to talk about today. So what we're talking about today is you want to start your own business. So the first thing I want to talk about is story. Um, I learned early on, I think we covered this in a previous podcast as well, but having your story is actually very um, applicable to starting a business. One you can always chase the latest and greatest fad. You can always go after that that hot item. You can always look at the news to see what people are purchasing. But but those trends and those ideas shift. So whatever you do when it comes to business ownership, you need to make sure that it's something that you actually love to do. And it doesn't mean that you're going to love every aspect. So if you're a contractor, if you're an artist, if you're a lawyer, um, if you're a serial entrepreneur, there's a lot of things that you're going to love, but there's a lot of things that you're not going to love. But at the core of what you do, you have to make sure that you actually love this thing that you do because you're going to get up early in the morning. You're going to be up late at night, uh, especially for the first couple of years. And there's going to be a lot of time investment. So make sure that whatever you do, that you love it because you're going to be um, very intimately connected to this idea, this this business um, center point. Uh, and oftentimes you're going to spend more time with this than you will your own family for a long time. So um, just make sure that it's something that you love. So that's one thing that's, I guess, a value for yourself. But I'll also say too, 
Um, when you have an authentic story, when you have a love and a passion that actually exudes from you. So when it comes to sales, when it comes to new relationships, when it comes to business development, when you actually have a real story, um, people see that and they feed off of it. Because can you imagine like walking into a space, not really having a love for something and trying to convince somebody that, that you should work with them, that it just doesn't work. So make sure one, that you have a story so that you can be inspired, that you can continue the race and have the endurance, but also just be able to share that real passion that naturally attracts people and helps them uh, to have the the trust and the excitement to want to work with you. Um, also too, just a, a story is, is something I think that all people are attracted to as well. Um, this is kind of a continuation of the last point, but I think, you know, I have this thought that as human beings, we connect most with human beings. And what I mean by that is with, with marketing, you know, we can, we can see products, we can hear marketing lines, we can hear the great music, but at the end of the day, we connect with other human stories. We connect with other faces, we connect with other people. And when you can say, you know, you know, I've been an artist for my whole life or I started in construction when I was just 17 years old and then talk about the ups and, and, and the down periods of time and, and how you've gone through, you know, life and, you know, we're, we're able to do things that you never thought you'd be able to do when you talk like that. And when you can share a story, it's amazing how, how much that resonates because it doesn't really matter that the other person listening is on a different, uh, a season of life as you or in a different industry, just hearing that story really connects people. So I would just encourage you whether, again, you've started a business or you're about to start, just think about your story. What, what is the reason why you wanna do this? What's the thing that, that um, brought you here in the first place? Another big thing that I recommend almost early on as a foundational piece to growing a business is branding. So for those that have been around with us for a little bit, you guys know that my wife and I, are the owners of a creative agency out of Chattanooga, Tennessee called Good Story. A Good Story is a, a company that uh, really is a storyteller. So no matter what we do, whether it's branding or voice or web or video production or strategy, everything really includes a story and a cohesive voice. Um, one thing that we do is branding and most people probably are aware of what that is, but um, at the most basic level, it may be a logo, it may be your color scheme, it may be the typography that you use across the board, but branding is so foundational for a growing business. Now, you can go out and spend $100,000 on this, you can go out and spend a million dollars on this, you can go out and spend $100 on all this, but I'll tell you that branding is something that you wanna invest in. It's something that you want to prioritize because when it comes to branding, when it comes to all these things that we're going to discuss today, it's it's really all about first impressions. So can you imagine walking into a restaurant and the oldest clothes that you own or being asked to speak um, to a large audience and you forgot to wear shoes um, or comb your hair? Whether it's right or not, we live in a world that is uh, largely guided by first impressions. So if you apply that to marketing, apply that to this new business or this business that's been around for a long time, people, they take this visual representation, this first impression that they see, and they often use that to guide their, their decisions or to guide their ability to trust your product, your organization, the service that you offer. So again, you could be the best painter in the world. You could be um, the best contractor. You could be the best doctor. Imagine that. Imagine if you're a doctor 
and someone comes to your website and it looks like you spent $10 on it. And it's not even about the money, but it just looks very poor. Maybe they're a plastic surgeon. So you come to this website and you see that uh, it's really bad. It maybe looked like uh, it was designed on a template from the year 2000. And then you have to sit there and think, well, is this really the person I want operating on my face? Like, is that <laughs> is that the representation that I'm going to get uh, whenever I go under surgery? And so that person may not even make the call to realize, hey, this was a great physical uh, plastic surgeon. This is a great person, someone that really cares and is really uh, a craftsman when it comes to plastic surgery or a painter. Like maybe they, they, they're the, one of the best painters in Chattanooga or, or best uh, painters in your city. But if their website doesn't reflect that, you've auto automatically or in a lot, a lot of cases have lost a customer. So first impressions matter. When it comes to branding, um, it's important that you invest right. Now, I think you could go and find somebody that's in college that's very talented um, and get a great brand. There's also a lot of other companies like Fiverr um, or 99designs that, you know, occasionally you can, you know, spend $100 and find the needle in a haystack and get that one brand. So I'm not discouraging you to do that, but I would say as your company grows or if you have some type of investment early on or you really say I want to go all in then then connect with an agency um, whether it's good story or somebody else connect with an agency or a designer and really invest in the brand but make sure too that when you spend this money that you also honor the brand so what we do as a company is we create uh, a set of brand guidelines a lot of times we call it the brand Bible so once we create this identity it's important to um, to live by that identity. So when you come through this like 40 page document, you have, these are your colors. Make sure that everything that you do reflects these colors. These are your fonts. So here's the font that you use for headlines. Here's the font that you use for subcopy. Um, here's photography standards. Here's your logo. Here's how you can use your logo. Here's the ways that I would suggest you not to use your logo. Cause again, going back to the reference um, of your identity, can you imagine like, you know, going to a space, meeting people, you're really polished. And then the next day you come in uh, looking like a punk rocker. And then the next day you look like um, uh, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so it's not that those things are in and of themselves wrong. There's not one that's over the other, but you begin to set an identity. And when you throw off the identity, when you change things up, people begin to wonder like, what am I really getting here? What am I really investing my money into? And so when you can create consistency, so every time you do something, your logo looks consistent, your colors look consistent, your typography, your fonts all look consistent, um, that builds trust, um, that builds uh, authenticity. And so when someone starts to see this, this authenticity and these things that are repeated over and over again, they say, you know what, that's a company that really has a strong foundation. That's a company I want to work with. So whether it's, it's someone that's really talented, that's young, or whether it's a full blown, full service creative agency, like good story, I can say that one of the most foundational things that you can invest in is branding um, and your identity. And just a little bonus tip. I think last time we gave a bonus tip, but this is a bonus tip. I'll tell you a funny story. And maybe a little uh, word of caution, maybe if you want to approach 99designs or uh, a young designer. And again, I'm not discouraging you in that because uh, at one point in my life, that was me. And I had a lot of people that gave me opportunities. But I remember one time, um, maybe this was one of many times for me, but I used to uh, take 
fonts um, that instead of like characters, like um, letters, uh, it would actually have images in it. And this particular font that I thought was so cool, um, every single letter that you typed on the keyboard was actually a different, like a picture of a cassette tape. And back then, like cassette tapes were like trending again. Um, and so I thought it'd be cool to have like this pattern of cassette tapes go across his shirt. And this was actually for like a youth minister. So I was like, man, this is going to be like sick. Um, they're going to love it. And so I designed it. It was great. So basically like out to change up the cassettes, I would push like A and an F and R and just have these really cool cassette like illustrations that I didn't do on my own. Um, so I sent it over, he loved it. And then and like three months later, he gets a call from this mother in Florida and she's just like going off on him. And she's like, I cannot believe you. She was like, what are you trying to teach our kids? And he's like, ma'am, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Turns out that the actual, uh, one of the cassette tapes that I used for the illustration on the center back where you could actually write like the, the name of the tape um had uh 666 in the center of it <laughs> so here was this like youth pastor who was like uh preaching the good news and then on his t-shirts like in fine writing it was like 666 and some other things too so um just be careful <laughs> again you can find some really talented designers that are just starting their career so again uh, i'm sending all the love and props to them because it's those individuals that end up coming up and doing some really great things um, but just be a little careful because uh, a lot of times what you what you invest in is typically the value that you get back. Moving on from branding, I want to talk about your voice uh, and clarity. And a lot of people, even even very seasoned companies, are are a little questionable. Like, what is what is voice? Um, and what do you, what do you mean when it comes to clarity? And so it's it's similar to like first impressions. So you have some really brilliant minds out there. Uh, I wouldn't say that I am one of those, um, nor am I <laughs> super clear all the time. But uh, again, you can have the best product, you can have the best organization, um, and you can have the best insights. So some of these technology companies, or even if it is simple, um, like like being a doctor or um, a landscaping company, like you can have a very simple product. But a lot of times we take this, this information that needs to be shared and we don't communicate in a way that's very clear and what happens is is you know this this tone that that you're just kind of spilling out all the knowledge to somebody you you end up overwhelming people so maybe you did invest in branding and you have a nice really polished look but when it comes to like your website or your print materials or your social media then they come on and they see you know just volumes and volumes of text that one is just way too lengthy, but two, it just doesn't resonate with the audience. So you have to really think about, like maybe this is the way that I speak, maybe this is factual information, but the target audience I'm trying to reach, do they really understand what this means? And so when it comes to your voice, like investing in a company that can help you do that, and it's not that they're changing your voice, it's, it's a company that really prioritizes listening, like we've talked about before, hearing your story, hearing what your product or organization has to offer and really beautifully crafting that in a way that is digestible. It's shorter in length, but it packs a punch. So like if someone comes to your website, it's clear what, what it is that you do. It's clear like how you can help and it's clear what you want them, what action you want them to take. 
And so investing in voice is huge. It's just kind of like, again, back to identity. So as a human being, someone's going to judge you on your first impression. That's just how we are. It's human nature. And then when you open your mouth and speak, like, again, you can be, you can be Ryan Gosling, which I, I would, I would take that any day, but then, you know, open your mouth and sound like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> so it's a, it's quite a combination. We should probably do some kind of illustration of that. Um, but it's just, you know, and it's not to say that your voice doesn't matter. It absolutely does. Your voice is what drives the, the communication and the content forward. It's just saying, you know, whether it's super simple or overly brilliant, it's just how do we take the best components of your voice and what it is that you do? We simplify it and we bring it out to the world in a way that's going to really be special and really be heard. So that's what uh, voice is. And again, it's a very big aspect of, of business ownership um, and just communicating in a really uh, clean and efficient way. Another thing when it comes to your voice and clarity, when someone asks you what you do, just make sure you don't ramble on. We all know those people that have been asked a question like, hey, what, what do you do? Or I, I actually own a company called Good Story. And well, what, is, what is Good Story like? What, what do you guys do for a living? And then, you know, you just sit back and, and you're just like, well, we we do branding and we um, we make logos, we do brand guidelines, we uh, sometimes do websites and mobiles. And actually here's, um, these are my three kids and, and that's, that's uh, this is Benjamin, this is Porter, this is Lisa. Actually, my wife's calling me right now. Could you hold on a second? Um, and then we do video production. I gotta tell you some really cool stories about that. And then we do, um, actually, do you guys live in the area? Don't be that person. Like those things have their place. So we just had a conversation about like relationships and love and, and those things are super important. But when it comes to just clarity and telling what people what you do, just make sure that you, you have that statement. Like we're a good story. We help um, brands communicate in a special way. Like that's not our tagline, but whatever it may be, just find something that, that clearly identifies what it is your company does and be just kind of straight to the point with it. And if they want to ask more questions about that, that's a good, that's a good thing. Just make sure you don't lose them in the process of, of going through your story. So moving on, I'd like to talk about websites. Um, there's some thought that with social media that, that websites the longevity of websites, they may start to lose their impact. But I, I really do believe that uh, websites still have so much value and are a huge component to that validation. So we all have met somebody or we all have been in contact with a product or a business. But, you know, we like to have, again, some validation or some credibility before we pull the trigger on something. And so you know, with businesses, of course, you can go to social media and see their posts, but you really want to see, you know, what what is this um, that I'm about to, to, you know, associate with. And so I, I really think that websites are super strong. Um, and again, similar to branding that there's there's some wide ranging opportunities when it comes to budget. So there's your Squarespace uh, platforms that allow you to utilize a template um, and customize it somewhat and kind of keep the budget low. There's a lot of other platforms like WordPress where you can take a template, again, customize it and also pull in some like e-commerce components to it as well. But a website again is, is, a, is a representation of, of yourself. So the value that you put in there, and I know spending money is really, is difficult, especially if you haven't even got the business off the ground, but if you can take a little bit of money, invest into a custom website, I, I tell you, it will it will come full circle. Um, but not, it's not just about the website. You know, the, the benefit and the beauty of a custom website is it begins to to shape um, 
this digital experience around who you are as a person, who you are as a company. And so instead of being boxed into, you know, these templates or to these um, other identities that really don't match your own, investing into a custom experience is something that's really powerful. It's been a game changer for us. Um, I think there's so many things that we could talk about just on this subject alone, but, you know, think about, um, the experience that one would have on their laptop or their desktop computer versus a mobile device. So a lot of people now, I mean, with Instagram, with social media, you know, four seconds, they've reviewed something and then they're moving on. So how do you build a website that again, is very clear. This is who we are. This is what we do. And this is what actually we want you to take. So make sure that you do that. Um, but also craft it in a way that's not overly lengthy, um, craft it in a way that feels heartfelt. Um, you know, I remember one quick story, you know, we were looking for a painting company in, in Chattanooga. And if you go to most of the painting companies in Chattanooga, they all look like they use the same template from WordPress. And there's no knock on that. It probably serves a lot of people very well. But the one one that I landed on that I was immediately like, this is the company that we're working with was a website where the main image at the very top was this beautiful family. It was, it was the husband who was the owner of the painting company. It was his wife. And I think at that time they had two or three kids. And then I think one of them was holding like a paint roller and crazy story. I, I sent it to my wife's like, babe, I think this is, I think this is the company we're supposed to be working with. And if anybody uh, is aware, uh, getting paint quotes can be like so crazy. So you can have one to paint your whole house. It's like $3,000. And the next person's like, oh, I think I could do it for 30. So, uh, it's crazy. Um, but I said, I think this is who we're supposed to work with. She called him immediately and he answered and he said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, but our daughter uh, is actually having to be flown to Boston from, from Chattanooga because she was just born and her life is at risk. And one, we're like, oh, why did he answer the phone? Like he didn't have to do that, um, but just showed, you know, like uh, his one, his care for his family um, but also just his attention to other uh, businesses and opportunities. And so, you know, we not only became a client of theirs, but we actually became really good friends. And again, it just goes back to that personalization. You know, if it had just been like everyone else, it just shows a picture of a house or some stock image. It's just one simple photo of a family that changed the game. So you, maybe you're not in, you know, a, a business where you're going to have family photos up there, but showcase images of your team. Um, not everybody wants to see people meeting in a conference room. So think about those things. Um, think about your voice. How do you communicate? SEO, SEO uh, for those, most, most of you are probably aware, but SEO is uh, search engine optimization. And it's basically, how do you take this uh, communication form? How do you take the words on your site um, and also include uh, keywords that are being commonly searched on Google or search platforms. So, you know, people go to Google and say, you know, I'm looking for, I need a logo or I need a creative agency or I'm looking for a video company in Dallas, Texas. And so uh, including those uh, keywords that get a lot of volume within your site and on certain pages help you to be seen and also to move up in Google search results. Um, that's been super instrumental for us. And it's, it's one thing that's really natural and, and organic that you can invest to. But I think, again, just to kind of sum up, a website is is just a further continuation of, of who you are. So your logo, your identity, that's just kind of the first impression. Your voice is how do you communicate? And your website's almost like a collection of those things. So 
I also encourage people, um, and this is a good transition, but video production. Um, video production is huge. And so for the longest time as a company, we did all the creative things. So if it had any kind of creative experience to it, we would do it. But I felt like it was missing something. And the thing that I felt like was really missing was like the heartstrings. And so you can have the greatest first impression, you can have the greatest logo, the most beautiful photography, but you know that can only go so far because going back to a point I said earlier, people connect with people. Uh, people are attracted to people's stories. And so, you know, I felt called, uh, you know, maybe four or five years ago into the video process and really storytelling, um, which shifted into a different conversation where we felt like we weren't so much the storytellers, we were the story finders. So we would meet with these people. They already had a story that was kind of buried in there. And it was our job to like extract that, that beauty out of them and uh, tell the story that always had been there. They just needed help communicating that. But I think video is another component that gets added to your website, can get added to your social media. Um, and it's really that like emotional connection. Um, we, uh, and really those, those three things, and we're going to talk about a few more things, but really those things like your identity, your voice and your website. And then I guess, I guess it's for like video production. Um, that is such a strong foundation because if someone can get on the website and see your face or hear your story, and maybe you're a company that has 250 employees or 5,000 employees, um, it still is a, is a powerful thing. So maybe it's not the owner. Uh, maybe it's not, you know, again, B-roll of people moving about the office. But if you can still tell a story and communicate something that's going to connect to the heart, that's, that's the, one of the best things that you can do. And I also kind of liken it back to like an epiphany that I had. So I it will be uh, 36 this year and um, I'm old enough to at least have been around uh, some older technologies. So in high school, I very briefly had a beeper, beeper um, which uh, God, <laughs> that was uh, that was crazy. I think the only people that ever like paged me was like mom and dad. <laughs> just like I don't even think they did anything. I think it was just for fun. Um, but then I, you know, I had the, the Nokia phone where you could play snake and, uh, yeah, but I, I was around enough when the internet was just becoming popular, like it had been around, but it was like just starting to have websites. Um, and I remember when like the banner ads came to, to the situation and, you know, it was just like Las Vegas where you would go on a website and then all these pop-ups would just come over the screen. And here it was like a, a kid in fifth grade. And I'm getting an ad for Viagra, which uh, is not very applicable at the time. Um, and so, you know, I felt like marketing in a lot of ways became that. Like you could turn on the TV and it was like the volume was like 10 times more. And all the ads were just like screaming at you like, hey, you need this, you need this, buy our product. And it really didn't give you the opportunity to say, do I really need this? And so then you had people like Apple and Google who have some really beautiful products that helps, but they really changed the narrative in that you know, they would showcase someone using their product and it capturing their daughter's like first birthday or um, reflecting on you know a loved one lost by going through some old wedding footage um, or uh, you know just these special memories. And so it was more about the heartstrings than it was the actual product. Like the product's just the way that that we have relationship. And so when you think about your brand and your voice and your identity and your website, it's it's really about like, how do we connect? So we have a target of people and it's not, 
you know, unless you're, you know, even the, even the biggest companies, most everybody has a very tailored like target market that they're going after. And so think about those people with your website and all your communication and figure out a way that's going to connect people to people in a really authentic way. Cause that's, that's really what good marketing is all about. So we covered a lot of things today, but one thing that I want to talk about are pitch decks, um, pitch decks, unless you're in like the e-commerce space, uh, if you're a service provider, if you're a big organization or selling some type of like larger product than just an e-commerce store, you're going to be doing some type of pitch deck estimate, um, quote. And I've been all over the map on this. So I like initially it was still like properly designed cause I can't help it as a creative, but it was like an eight and a half by 11. That was like 12 something pages asking for a signature. There was no like images at all. And we somehow got business and uh, I still see sometimes occasionally someone will send me an estimate from another company that's maybe bidding on the same project. I don't request those things. I don't like seek after them, but um, sometimes I just look at the format to see what other people are doing. And I'm really amazed at how many people still just build these like long documents and these long decks that look more like a legal document than something that's proposing something of value. And so there was a, there was a shift uh, a few years ago and I was just like, you know, I don't resonate with this. And so, you know, investing into a great pitch deck is something that's really of value. And again, this is kind of like something that builds upon itself. So having a brand, having identity, having colors and typography are really things that you need before you kind of get into the pitch deck. But once you have those like fun, fun, foundational aspects, um, doing a pitch deck that is, you know, maybe it's just six or seven pages, it's not 30. Um, and maybe instead of doing it in a Word document, you, you know, you do it on um, uh, Adobe InDesign or even Adobe Illustrator if you're more of that suit. We, we've been using a new product and software called Pitch, which I also encourage you, or if it, maybe it's on Google Slides, but there's some really good resources out there um, where you can just do uh, a pitch deck that's really, again, more of an experience. So again, just stop pounding people with text. I mean, um, us, some of the things that we deliver are very detailed and there's a lot of components to it, but I don't feel like I have to put every detail in the actual pitch. So we have you know, a slide that just says, thank you for inviting us into this opportunity. Another slide, just like a picture of my family to say like, this is who I am. This is why I do what I do. And this just shows you that I'm a real person and I really care. Um, and then there maybe is like, you know, one slide that kind of has like a grid of some, some work that we've done that people can click on and just validate that, that we're good at what we do. Um, and then it's just a clear, like uh, column by column of the, this is what we can do. And the next page is just like the breakdown of how that can be paid, um, some testimonials, and then we're out. And again, just shifting to that, you know, I've never had anybody say that uh, our proposal was too short or too, too vague. Uh, and most people just come back and say like, I really love the proposal. I can tell that you put a lot of time into it. And so I just encourage you again, just always think about whether it's a pitch deck or a brochure, apparel, no matter what it is, just think about that story and think about how you can take this thing and connect with this person in a really special way. So just touching on some things that we've talked about on previous episodes, gift giving is huge. Again, t-shirts, 
could be a hat, but just, again, that's part of your brand. So maybe you just got started, but there's so many resources where you can buy a hat for $10 or buy a shirt for $5. And just those simple acts of like love and gift giving, um, take your brand that may be, again, just starting out of the gate or a seasoned brand and just say, you know what, we really care about you. So again, don't discount um, just how powerful that is. Also, again, just the handwritten card. So take your brand. It could be as simple as just putting your logo in the corner of the note card. Again, leave the envelope blank just so it's all like handwritten and personal. But all those things are such a, a huge way to connect with with your potential uh, clients, with potential leads. Um, and again, you can check that out on episode 15. And then like lastly, just to kind of sum up just some of the uh, really powerful things that you can do when you're starting a company, um, relationships. And of course, you know, my grandfather always said uh, having good relationships was so key. Um, and that can be obviously like a bookkeeper, an accountant, um, a lawyer, a business lawyer. Um, it could be your banker. Um, but really what I want to like put emphasis on is those relationships that go beyond that because, you know, those things are very, very necessary. And I encourage you to have like someone that you trust and someone that you can go, you know, break some bread with in those categories too. But it's the people that go beyond that year that you're really going to have to hold tight to when it comes to like the wild west of owning a business. So your spouse, if you're married, your kids, um, your family, your dear friends, other mentors, um, other business owners that may be the same size or somebody that may be like way more seasoned than you. But these are the relationships that I would cling to. And don't let go because these are the ones that when the business is as high, they're going to be there. And when the business is low, they're still going to be there supporting you, encouraging you. Um, so just make sure that you invest and find those people that are willing to love you through the thick and thin. Um, and then just kind of uh, one last story. I'm sure a lot of you, maybe some of the younger ones haven't seen this movie, but there is an old classic movie uh, since it's the, uh, the, I guess the first week of um, baseball uh, just kicked off this year. Um, but filled of dreams, Kevin Costner. And there's this like scene, um, where he's like out in this cornfields. Um, and there's this like really powerful line, which sounds amazing, gives you all the goosebumps, but they say, uh, if you build it, they will come. And it's like this, this voice in his head is saying, if you build this random baseball field out in the cornfield that they will come and it may be work works in the Hollywood films, but it does not work in real lives. So just because you invest in branding and pitch decks in a website, I, if people don't know about it, they will not come. So don't take Field of Dreams uh, advice and apply it to business. What, what, what I'm saying in that is that these things are so foundational, but you have to take these things and actually go out into the world, build relationships, reach out to people, um, we just did an episode on sales and how you um, how do you grow your business? How do you uh, make those connections? How do you build those relationships? So these things are what people fall back to. So once they have made a relationship or once they've made a touch point with you, these are the things that they fall back to and say, okay, this person is for real. Um, we just uh, did a very large like cold email campaign and a lot of people that that open that email, they wrote back and said, you know what? Like I went to your website, your website's beautiful. And I love the video of you and your wife. And so those, again, that's that validation to say, you know what? 
they like there was some intrigue enough in the email to see if we were legit but when they clicked on our website and went over there and saw our brand and that we care for people that was like the confirmation to say you know what maybe this is a person i should talk to so again if you're starting a business um if you're thinking about starting a business if you have been in business for 10 years 100 years we've worked with companies that are that old um, and you're just seeing that you need to kind of uh, step up your game or to build a strong foundation from the start. Um, I encourage you on all these things. They won't want you down. Um, and I'm excited to see the results of that for you. But uh, all my uh, friends and my family um, that have joined us uh, in this beautiful thing called Relationship Business, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, I love you guys dearly. Um, and I can't wait to see you next time. Mm -hmm.